0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime.
1: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech.
0: The question that I've, uh, and this may have been answered, I may not have heard it, but the question that's been in sort of rotating around in my brain for the last couple of weeks has been, how does top-secret information, how do top-secret reports, and in this case, the ones about China's interference in Canada's elections in 2019 and 2021, how do they make their way out of the ultra-secure environments of our national intelligence agency, CSIS? How does that happen? And what happens now? Phil Gursky is the president and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting in Ottawa. Phil, for 14 years, was a senior strategic analyst at CSIS, as well as years as a senior analyst at other national intelligence and security organizations. He's the author of books including Western Foreign Fighters, The Threat to Homeland, and International Security. And you can go to BorealisThreatAndRisk.com. Phil, I'll get to my key question about how that information or how these reports can possibly get out of CSIS. But let me begin with this. What do you do at Borealis when a situation happens, when a situation such as this one occurs, and the whole country is involved, and uh, from all 32 compass points, where do you engage?
1: Well, well, thanks for that question, Roy, and thanks for mentioning that Borealis. So essentially what it does, Roy, I, I, I try to use my 32 years of experience in Canadian intelligence both in signals intelligence and human intelligence, as well as my interactions with our foreign partners to help average Canadians understand uh, what intelligence is, why we have it, why we pay for it and what it means. Because, you know, there's a lot of commentary out there and this story is not going away as you're well aware. And there've been a bazillion voices that have been weighing in, some of whom are politicians and frankly don't know a lot about intelligence. And so I'm just hoping that somebody who actually worked in the business for as long as I did can add some value to the conversation. Ask some questions, make some comments that might help people get a, gain a better understanding as to what this whole thing is about uh, and at the end of the day, why it's so important.
0: Now, it is incredibly important. Um, well, the whole country is talking about it and the next election may, may eventually hinge on this story if yeah. it continues to g- gain momentum and I don't see it slowing down for some <laughs> appreciable period of time. But when it comes to the intelligence community at all levels, Phil... How does the intelligence community, how do the intelligence agencies from the most, um, uh, the, from the best known to the most obscure, the, the ones that are most obscure be the ones I'd be most interested in, I think. But how do they engage on an issue such as China interfering with Canada?
1: Right. So, um the Chinese question is really, it, it, it's kind of a two-pronged one, Roy. So from, from a signals intelligence perspective, uh, CSE, Communications Security Establishment, where I worked from 83 to 2001, they're the ones that, that gather foreign signals, uh, often in foreign languages. They, they break down the information, they analyze it, and they summarize it for senior decision makers. So that's, about, that's outside of Canada. CESIS, of course, has a mandate under its legislation, the CESIS Act, to look at what's called foreign interference. And clearly what had happened in 2019, 2021 qualifies as, as foreign interference. So what CSIS can do is they can recruit human sources. They can go to court to uh, get a warrant to intercept communications in Canada. It can get information from its allies. It can do surveillance, again, with the same purpose, is to take all this information, figure out what it says, extract the intelligence of the highest value, and package it up and provide it to the, the same senior decision makers that CSC does. So we have a lot of agencies that are – the, the goal is the same – can intelligence make us better as a country? Can it help our government make better decisions? The answer to both is yes. And those agencies are responsible for ensuring that information gets to the people in a timely fashion so they can use it.
0: What's your assessment of how this has been handled by the intelligence agencies, including CSIS?
1: Wow. Yeah, what a great question. I, I, you know, in this case, Roy, I'm, I thank God I'm I retired for eight years. I can say anything <laughs> I want right now. Um I'm not impressed. I, I, I think that the, first of all, we don't know where the information, I mean, we know it sees information, That we know that. We don't know where, where the leak was, though. There's been a, an assumption almost, including by the prime minister, that ceases leaked it. That certainly is a possibility. It's not a certainty. Once you pass your intelligence on to a customer, be it a senior government official, elected official, whatever, who has the requisite security clearance, it's kind of out of your hands. Now, you tell them, look, don't don't call up Roy Green, no offense, Roy, and tell them this. But you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to keep it within intelligence channels, within security clearance channels. The fact that CSIS has launched an investigation to determine if it's an internal leak, okay, I get that. that that's right. But it's almost like we've, CSIS took the fault for it. And I'm not necessarily certain that's where the leak occurred in the first place. So I must say I'm a little disappointed in in the director of my former, or my former uh, agency.
0: See, I found it very difficult to believe that this much information, and I'm assuming there's quite a bit of information, would have been leaked out of CSIS and and made its way across the spectrum as it has, unless somebody said, pull your thumb out of the dike and, and let the water go. You know, it, it just seemed to me what you said, maybe they leaked it. That's the first thought I had.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, as a CSIS employee, I had access to many files I wasn't working on. So you and I have talked a lot in the past where I was a counterterrorism guy. That's what my books have been written on. Thanks, by the way, for promoting the books as well. But I also knew there were China investigations and Russia investigations and all kinds of other investigations. The thing is, there's a principle in intelligence called need to know. It sounds kind of silly, but what it, mean, what it actually means is that if you're not working on a file, you have no need to know what that file is all about. So some of the information is compartmentalized which means someone like me had full access to counterterrorism investigations, but not necessarily full access to, let's say, China investigations. So it, it's less likely that a CSIS person who simply had a bad day or wants to embarrass the government or whatever woke, woke up one day and said, I'm going to go to work today and you know call up Global TV and give Sam Cooper all this kind of stuff. It, it, it's still an outstanding question where it came from, but it, it's a, a little more difficult in some ways. But as I said earlier, once you pass information on to a client, it's kind of out of your hands. And if they choose, for whatever reason, maybe they're disgruntled downtown and they want to say something, you can't control yeah, that at I the understand. end of the
0: day. Yeah, and uh, thanks for uh, reminding me. Sam's going to be a guest on the program tomorrow. We always enjoy speaking with Sam. He's an incredible investigative journalist. Yes. So what happens now? Where to now, Phil? Given everything that's, been, uh, that's happened, everything that's been said, all the speculation that's taken place, what happens now?
1: Well, so CSIS will do its due diligence, determine if, in fact, it can determine where the leak took place. Maybe the answer is yes, maybe the answer is no. Where I want to see this go, Roy, I need the government to stop obfuscating what just happened here. We're going to establish a special rapporteur, whatever the hell that means, I have no idea, really. We've got a government, and and in fairness, we've had several governments in this country that have ignored the Chinese threat for decades, have not taken CISA's intelligence seriously, have not acted to protect our democracy in our elections. And I'm just, I'm getting, as a voter, as a Canadian, I'm tired of politicians saying, well, it's not that bad or it's not that serious. Oh, there's nothing to see here. Let's, For God's sake, let's, let's treat this seriously. Let's tell the Chinese in no uncertain terms. Not just tell them, but if it means expel diplomats or whatever. We have to do that. Say, so you can't do this in Canada. We invite you here as diplomats. That's not your right. And we just have to get a lot tougher and, and, and stop passing the buck around here. The government in power is responsible for what happens on its watch, yes. and this government seems to want to say, eh, you know, nothing, nothing to hear, see, you, fo- nothing to see here, folks. And it wasn't our fault. And I'm, getting, I think a lot of Canadians are getting tired
0: of that. I think so. Uh, Vice Admiral Mark Norman is going to be with us in a few minutes, and uh, Admiral Norman last night in a speech in Ottawa said, in part, "We're not taking defense and security seriously in this country, and our way of life is in jeopardy." As a result, we'll talk to him in a few minutes. Phil, um, how easy is it? Maybe easy isn't the perfect word. But how doable is it for a foreign state actor to proceed with its own agenda inside this country?
1: Well, um, it's pretty easy if, if the intelligence, which I believe to be true, has indicated with China. Um, and they're not the only ones, Roy. You know, we've got intelligence services, as as uh, you know, Admiral Norman said, we don't stand up on intelligence and security, which means we don't have enough women and men doing investigations. We don't have enough warrants. We don't have enough surveillance, and as a consequence, these people get away with it. These foreign powers. So, yeah, let's take let's take our security serious, including the security of our elections. Let's finance it properly, because the, the agencies are very good at what they do. They're very they're very they're very professional. Right. They're very qualified and they're very dedicated. Let's make sure they have the resources that they can, they can stop this thing are happy the next time.